Um, I mean, at first, let's just talk about the job takeaways. We just had a conversation about it being disappointing two months in a row and the whisper numbers, even as much as a million jobs added. The part that's disappointing, to me at least, is that labor force participation rate. What, what say you? I would say that the fact that we're not bouncing back on labor force participation is really concerning. Um, look, at, look at what we're seeing. We're seeing down on the unemployment claims that came out yesterday, and we're seeing these job gains. But every single news story out there says that businesses can't hire all the people they want to hire. And yet, at the same time, our labor force participation rate is down. Uh, and, is, and so what that means is there are jobs out there and people aren't taking them. So we've got to find a way to get people to take those jobs. If we're going to have this recovery that everyone's hoping for, this really sharp recovery out of this pandemic, uh, we've got to get people back to work. And you know, having the workforce participation rate down at 61 and a half there, you know, that's something that has been as high as in the 63, 64 range over the last few years, particularly in the boom before the pandemic. Uh, we've got to get back there and get people into the jobs. Yeah. Oh, it's painful. It's painful to me because I want a booming economy. I want full employment. I want record employment for all folks. Um, that being said, Norm, I look at what's going on here and we have some hurdles, right? Whether it's people being afraid that COVID's still alive and not enough people are vaccinated, whether it's people concerned that their children have nowhere to go because school is sort of half and half, right? Um, or they're getting these great stimulus checks. And that is a little bit of an inspiration to not run out to get a job. But that's expiring soon. Do you think that we'll see, you have more than 20 states that are going to, that kickback stimulus check is going to be ending this summer. Do you think that we'll see people then looking for jobs? Absolutely. Every time so far that we've had one of these programs, as we get towards the expiration of the program, more people get out there and get a job. And I think that's where we're headed. I think we are going to be headed to people getting, if they see these payments running out, they're going to get out there and get back to work. Also remember, we're, people are losing so many of the benefits of work. And like you say, it's multi-factor, fear of the disease. We've got schools that haven't fully reopened. Sure. We've got the stimulus checks. But also people are on a professional level losing so much by not being in the work. You know, the workforce gives you retirement benefits, typically in a 401k, uh, gives you networking connections and improves your skills. And so it's really, to your point, it would be great to get more people back to work to have those benefits as well, not just you know, the, the pay, but there's so many ancillary benefits to, job, to having a job and so key for so many people to advance in our society. Obviously. Yeah, and we may see some wage gains, which we're already seeing, right? We saw the wage gains of a half a percent, which was more than expected, the 2% year over year, which was more than expected. And some of that, at least in part, is because people are trying to secure some workers, right? And so boosting nope. those wages yep. a little bit. No, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that being no. said, you know, I also want to ask you and turn your attention because I really am glad you're on the show and it gives me the opportunity to pick your brain. Um, let's talk about the big picture of what's going on here in the economy, right? Um, there are some concerns about inflation, and the question is whether or not the Fed should or shouldn't do something sooner than later. What, if you were on the Federal Open Market Committee, uh, what would you be saying to do? 
So I think those wage numbers that you cited, they are because employers are trying to induce people to come back to work. I live in New York City. You can drive around. There are signs everywhere. People are paying bonuses for people to come back to work and all that. So we're getting, we're getting that upward pressure on wages. Now, ordinarily, I'd be excited about upward pressure on wages because, you know, that's helping people advance. I am a little concerned about it here because we're also engaged, obviously, and there was so much spending uh, during the pandemic to keep, you know, the economy going. And that spending is... I think this pressure on inflation is from all those dollars entering the economy. One stat I saw, you know, I think the M2 money supply is up almost 25% over the last 18 months. So having that excess cash in the system and then having some of this upward wage pressure, I'm personally getting more concerned about inflation than we certainly any of us have been for, let's face it, 15 years, right? We really, you know, there's always been this worry and it never comes through. This time feels like it may be coming through. Uh, if I were fortunate enough to be on the open market committee, I'd have better data than I have in civilian life. Uh, but um, <laughs> I would be thinking about whether we needed to do something because inflation could take okay. away all the benefits of a boom will be taken away. Thinking about, there it is. There it is. You'd be thinking about whether or not you would need to do something. Um, and as a former member of the SEC, I think that it's also important to ask you about what's been going on in the markets. Um, I thought it was interesting that AMC put out a cautionary note while it's issuing shares and raising capital and being very honest about the fact that there is risk involved and all that. Um, what do you think about what's going on in the, in the markets overall? As we see markets not far off highs for people who have long-term 401ks and IRAs, that's some good news there. We've recouped a lot of the losses. But you do have the frenzy trading and the crypto trading. As somebody who's uh, you know heavily involved and, and fully aware of what goes on here. What are your thoughts? Well, the new chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, has a very full plate in front of him. They always say about SEC chairman, there's sort of what you want to do, and then there's what's thrust upon you. In this situation, market structure, uh, trading, how we're dealing with shorting, all these issues are now top of mind for the SEC. When Chairman Gensler testified two weeks ago, the entirety of the testimony was about GameStop, AMC, Reddit, all these different issues. Um, I, you know, I'm personally still very bullish on U.S. capital markets, and I think that it, it, there is no place on earth that presents the returns that U.S. capital markets present. Um, but the SEC has clearly got its hands full with a number of market structure issues that they have to think about here, given all these events. Yeah. And Congress is already holding the chairman's feet to the fire as far as what are you going to do about all of those points. Uh, and so I think we're, we're going to see a focus by the SEC on these market structure issues. Now, the problem is that markets are very delicate instruments, and you start pulling on one thing, you never know how that might affect something else. So it's they're also going to want to go slow to make sure they don't do anything to hurt the market. 